Yes Indeed Pod, a podcast about indie tabletop role-playing games where I interview creators about their games and inspirations and about the theory, process and practice of game design. My name is Mark Shepard, your host today and always, and your friendly local indie enthusiast. Apologies for the slightly extended break. We have a new baby in the house who takes up an extraordinary amount of time for one so small. It's also really hard, and in my experience basically impossible, to do audio editing one-handed whilst trying to keep a newborn asleep. That's why the interview with Jeff Stormer, originally scheduled for July 31st, will in fact be out on September 12th, barring any major incidents. This month is International Podcast Month, and this year I've taken it upon myself to seek out people who do shows a little bit like Yes Indeed Pod, interviews, reviews and discussions around tabletop role-playing games. Today we're talking to Nate Bagnuski of The Pod of Blunders, an eclectic and hilarious interview and actual play show that focuses on indie games. Now that's out of my head and into yours, let's talk indie. So today we're talking to Nate Magnuski from The Pod of Blunders. Hi there, Nate, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much. Absolutely no problem. That's what International Podcast Month is all about. Would you like to introduce yourself and let us know what you do in the indie tabletop role-playing game scene? Yeah, my name is Nate Magnuski. I'm the normal MC and host of The Pod of Blunders. We are, God, we're all kinds of things in the indie scene. We interview creators, we play their games, we write reviews on our blog. We just like to promote. Uh, relentless positivity is our business and business is good relentless positivity seems to be your brand i mean you do so much cool stuff on your podcast and um like we see you retweeting and liking stuff all the time yeah it's fantastic it's really nice to see somebody who is inexhaustibly positive rather than you know the kind of snarky snide humor which i tend to uh, identify as (laughs) as my (laughs) brand so (laughs) kudos to you for being nice (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit about the Pod of Blunders, what it is that you do, and like, I don't know, a little bit of its history maybe? So it all started out when the pandemic started. We wanted a way to hang out as friends, my co-hosts and my, my regular guests and I, and we thought, you know, we've always been talking about doing a podcast, and now is the perfect chance to do it, because we have to be from a distance, we have to figure out the e-friendship thing, and we started uh, started playing D&D. Those are our pilot episodes. They're kind of apocryphal now. I don't think you can find them on the internet anymore. But then one day we played an indie game by uh, Guillaume Jante. It's called Sonia and Conan vs. the Ninjas. A little amazing indie game. And it was pretty popular for you know for a brand new podcast like we were. And so we just said, let's pivot. Let's Everyone does a 5e podcast. Let's do something that focuses on indie creators. And we get to experience all these little weird, beautiful niche games. And it's been about... Well, seven months since we started this so it's a relatively new podcast but it's really nice to listen to i think i maybe did hear your five e episodes <laughs> but they were really good um and they were funny which is you know makes a big difference to some of the standard fair podcasts you get out there but it is really really nice that you've you have done that pivot to indie because i think it's one of those things that the indie scene really needs I'm going to do a horrendous name drop here, but I'm, I was sort of talking to James D'Amato about this and he was saying that doing the actual plays is like really important because it shows people that it's actually really fun to play these games. So, you know, we do salute the actual play podcasters here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very enjoyable to find these very specifically niche games. You know, you can tell someone picked this exact micro game to make because it was a passion project of theirs. Mm. You can get that passion in a lot of these games. Absolutely. They have to be a complete expert to get the genre emulation down correctly. We found a lot of these amazing little games. What sort of games have you like enjoyed playing the most? What what have been your, your highlights of the last few months? Ooh, let's see. 
I Kiss Mothman Behind the Arby's. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's a great title. Like, <laughs> I am a fool for a good title. Yeah, <laughs> I'll beat the title there. Uh, like, any title longer than about five words, is, I think, is just absolute genius. So, you know, that's a good one. I liked your Mothership episodes. They were oh, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Were Mothership is, is one of those games that I really want to play, but also I'm probably too frightened to. So... <laughs> <laughs> what makes a good game for an actual play podcast which is what i ask all my actual play podcasters <laughs> for us it's whatever lets the rules get out of the way and let's just just take narrative control of it you know we are very much a rule of cool podcast we don't get hung up on the rules because <laughs> that's good game designers will be thrilled to hear that. yeah i'm sure <laughs> we like telling the stories that your game can tell maybe we don't get the rules yeah, yeah. right i think that's absolutely right yeah <laughs> we'll get the heart of it you know and for my particular playing group that i normally associate with the shorter the rule book the better for us because we're all busy adults with many important things to do so <laughs> yes that's a mood if it's fewer than like 50 pages that's ideal if it's fewer than 20 that is perfect oh i found a few like five page ones and i'm like these are, i'm gonna cherish these forever i'm gonna sing their praises because i want more of these to come out sometimes five pages is too many i mean i'm a big fan of lasers and feelings <laughs> it's the yes. one page format game <laughs> the other thing that you do with your podcast is you have fairly regular maybe one to a month um, interviews with indie creators. Do you want to tell us a bit about the Hearthside chats? So one day, randomly, I was on Twitter and I was saying, you know what? I want to meet more people who are part of this community because they've been so supportive and so amazing. And there's so many just brilliant minds out there. And I said, hey, guys, I'm going to interview all of you. I will interview all of you. <laughs> it was kind of a threat, half a promise. <laughs> Scary. Yeah. <laughs> and amazingly, people were like, yeah, that sounds great. And then I had to do it. So <laughs> Fantastic. I think you've talked to quite a few cool people do you want to give us any names the funny thing is i kind of bit off more than i could chew with this so the first month and a half of recordings i did 30 interviews whoa that must have been like one every day <laughs> it, it was yeah my lovely and supportive wife was about you know maxed out with her supportiveness of that month <laughs> but the only problem is now i have this backlog of amazing <laughs> interviews and i'm just trying to make sure that they are put out in a semi-timely way I, i'm terrible with names and things like i know i can say oh the person who wrote Lumberlands was amazing. His name is Eric, and I cannot think of his last name. <laughs> My first interview, I think, was with Peter Malmberg of Blackfish Publishing about his his toxic masculinity Viking game. And that everybody likes. Or, or hates. Uh, and that was part of their brand, really. <laughs> and I, I love that. It's like they, they were not apologetic about it. They said, this is what the game is. This is the theme of the game. If you don't like it, there's a hundred other games for you. Go play those. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Almost word for word, the copy on their Kickstarter page. <laughs> right. You know, it's interesting. I'm from a very small town in, in Rhode Island on the east coast of the US. And this has given me the opportunity to speak to people from Sweden, from South Africa, from France. It's it's really broadening my horizons and it's really making it's me really appreciate. It's really how I feel about it as well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting to talk to other interviewers as well, because it kind of gives me a bit of perspective about, you know, that actually what I'm doing does sort of feel important in validating what we do, interviewing people and kind of like getting their messages out there and hyping up their games and stuff because not everybody has the opportunity to spend all of their time on social media. One of my uh, recent interviews was with Spencer Campbell who wrote a game called Nova, which is meant to emulate video game at the table. It was a great interview and I asked him just offhandedly, hey, would you want to come on the show and run the game for us at some point in the future? And he said, absolutely. And so... Our episode on Monday is our actual play of Nova with the creator of the game running it, which... That's really cool. It's so awesome. I've had so much fun. I don't want to pat myself on the back, but it's a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Spencer Campbell's a cool person, and um, the Lumen Jam has been, you know, kind of a phenomenal success, really. Like, kind of going from almost nothing to dozens of submissions to that to that jam. So, you know, it's a it's a cool space to be operating in, and it's again, it's really nice to kind of give people the opportunity to talk about why they think their game or why their system is is particularly awesome and interesting. So, have you got some more guests for the Hearthside Chats lined up in the future? Is there anyone you want to particularly tell us about? So, I just interviewed Jake Dirksen, who's uh, he's writing a Celtic-themed 5th edition setting called Heroes of Tara. So, I interviewed him, and we played the game yesterday as well. So, I don't have any other interviews planned coming up because I'm trying to work through my backlog right now. But <laughs> every now and then, someone with an upcoming Kickstarter will reach out to, to us and say, hey, would you mind interviewing us and playing our game? I'm like, of course not. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Line up the chat for me now. Yeah, that's a note to all of the game designers who are listeners to this podcast, of whom I know there are at least one, <laughs> to reach out to Pod of Blunders and say, hello, would you like to interview me for something upcoming that I've got plans? Absolutely. What What are your next plans with Pod of Blunders as well? Then, do you are you going to carry on doing one shots? Do you have an idea to do any campaigns or anything? We are talking now about starting a campaign, and I think we're kind of selling out and going back to fifth edition for the campaign. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. You know, <laughs> I won't criticize my co-host. He said, he's like, I feel like a fraud. I've never played 5th edition, but I have a role-playing game <laughs> podcast. I'm like, okay, we probably have to address that at some point in the future. It's the elephant in the room when it comes to actual play podcasts, I guess. Um, there's, there's so many 5th edition ones out there. But as I said, I think the spin that Pod of Blunders put on those early episodes is that it, they're actually really funny. And <laughs> that's kind of better than taking yourself too seriously. We can't do anything the normal way. Like every game we play... We read the rules, we go, oh, okay, this is designed to tell this certain kind of story. How can we completely change that and try to break the system <laughs> in a nice way? <laughs> yeah, I feel like your Mothership episode was kind of a classic example of that. There was there was some kind of twist on it, which, you know, made me think, ah, actually, that's pretty good. That's pretty funny. So, you know, it, it is definitely kind of on brand that you're slightly a non-standard method of playing of playing some through some of these games, which is, which is a lot of fun to listen to. If I had my druthers and I could choose what system to run for a long camp, I really want to run Stone Top, if you've seen that game. I'm not familiar with it. Ooh, good. Let me proselytize about Stone Top a bit. It's a Powered by the Apocalypse, like, Iron Age setting. You have one town that you kind of co-create and co-populate with your own NPCs, and this is your home base for the entirety of the campaign, and your successes and failures on your campaign change the nature of the town. That does sound cool, yeah. It's a system that I love with, with Powered by the Apocalypse, and it's meant to be narrative-based, which, of course, any audio podcast thrives on narrative stories. <laughs> yes, that does help. I want to angle people into that <laughs> for our next campaign. Yeah, I mean, that sounds amazing. Um, do you know who the author of that is? I'm a Kickstarter backer, so I'm sure I have it written down. Penny Lantern. That doesn't help me. <laughs> oh, my old friend Penny Lantern, yes. <laughs> well, that sounds amazing, and I would love it if you play something like that because uh you know these quirky small indie games are just amazing you sometimes this this one looks particularly good just like i just want to wish you good luck in the future because it, it's been a big success so far as you said and it feels like it's going from strength to strength yeah we're having a lot of fun with it we're trying to expand it in strange ways uh we have a spin-off podcast now it's uh, i don't know if you're familiar with the show the street sharks i listened to your pilot episode for street sharks <laughs> yes glimpses of it came into my mind i was like how have i ever seen this program this doesn't sound like the kind of thing which would have been on saturday morning television but do you want to tell us a little bit more sure <laughs> it is kind of cool <laughs> so my co-host and i were trying to find something to to draw people into our patreon 
and we said, okay, the Street Sharks was something that was big in both of our childhoods. Um, not as big as the Ninja Turtles, because really it was like the spin-off GoBots the Transformers version of the Ninja Turtles. And we said, let's do a deep dive into this. Let's do an episode by episode review. And it's we're on episode six now. I wanna say it's a joy. <laughs> so I'm going to say that. <laughs> I actually really like these shows, these podcasts where people like watch a kind of silly show and try and do it the sort of deep dive is, is the phrase, isn't it? When, uh, when you just kind of review it in a sort of silly way. The episode that I heard was very funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely down with uh, people running through these weird cartoons. <laughs> this one is particularly weird, actually. It's strange. It's like a 90s fever dream made real. <laughs> I mean, that's my aesthetic the entire way, like the, the terrible guitar solos, the extreme nonsense for no reason. Like, of course, the, there's a truck they're going to have to jump over on a motorcycle. Why? Because it's the 90s and they can. <laughs> it's, it's the sharks doing the jumping rather than jumping the shark. But so, yeah, part of Blunders, part of Blunders, Hearthside Chats and Street Sharks. You've called it something funny, actually. Jumping the Street Sharks. Yeah. Which is a classic name. And... <laughs> that's also very good and uh, you and your co-host are extremely funny doing that so well thank you so much i do encourage people to back you on patreon just for that maybe is, is that an unreasonable thing to say i mean however they want to back us and for whatever reason we're happy to take the money <laughs> <laughs> i am continuously blown away by the support we get from this community i'm sure you feel the same way as a podcaster it's constant it's relentless and it's it's a pleasure to be part of and i hope that in some small way that uh, we're able to give back to that. Oh, I think with your particular brand of relentless and ceasingly tireless positivity, it's uh, certainly a brand that a lot of people in the TTRPG scene could use to have a little bit of. I think as part of the community, we would also like to say thank you. It's been a sincere pleasure. Would you like to take a minute to tell us where we can find you on the internet? Uh, for all of our episodes, past and uh, present, you can go to podofblunders.com. You can also find all of our reviews there, some strange homebrew material for a variety of games. And of course, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pot of blunders. There you go. That's pretty straightforward. A Twitter is at pot of blunders. And if you want to email me for interview purposes or just hanging out, uh, you can come on and hang out with me with uh, pot of blunders at gmail.com. Well, that sounds really good. Um, again, please do go and check out pot of blunders because it's a lot of fun. And if you are a game designer with an upcoming Kickstarter, then... I guess give Nate um, a prod and say, hello, would you like to talk to me? Absolutely. And I guess all that remains for me to say is thank you very much for coming on Yes Indeed Pod and good luck with the continuation of your podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and thanks again to Nate for the interview. As always, you can find all of the links in the episode description. Next time, I'll be talking to Rich Rogers from Plus One Forward and a whole host of other podcasts about games discussions and demos, about the gauntlet itself, and about running basically every game ever in Star Wars Universe. This was a great interview, so tune in in two weeks to find out more. This week, I'd like to thank our Patreon backer, Alex, a former guest and lovely person to hang out with on the SD Pod Discord server. As well as being a talented game designer, Alex also runs monthly one-shots of indie games in the Heartland Discord server, which is a fantastic place to check out. And you, yes you, can get a shout out like that too if you go to patreon.com slash yesindeedpod and sign up today. You'll get access to our Discord server where we can hang out and chat, and even join monthly editing streams and the Yes Indeed Pod book club. Most of the money will go directly to creators rather than to me, so you'll be investing directly in the indie scene, which will make it a healthy and inclusive place for years to come. 
And if you can't commit regularly, you can always help out by rating and reviewing the show wherever you find your podcast or by donating through the Ko-Fi page at ko-fi.com slash yesindeedpod. Of course, you can always reach out to me through Twitter at yesindeedpod. That's Y-E-S-I-N-D-I-E-D-P-O-D. I'd love dearly to hear from you. Lastly, music credits. The intro and outro music are from The Show Must Be Go, and the interstitials are from BitQuest, both by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and Filmmusic.io. Thank you, Kevin. And until next time, remember, does Indy need you? Yes, indeed. <laughs>